Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. So uh, we've got Mr. Chris Robinson here today. Now, I've known Chris uh, probably since 2013, 2014. I was introduced to him when he was actually um, the MC for an event when John Maxwell came to town. Now, Chris has an amazing story. This guy just absolutely, look, if you've heard, if you've been hanging around this event, you've heard me say this, but in, there's this, uh, in the ancient book of wisdom, specifically in the book of Ezra, it says Ezra studied the law, Ezra practiced the law and taught the law. What that means is he studied things that mattered, Ezra practiced things that mattered, and then what he did is he shared them with, with, with people. So that's our job here is to, is to study things that matter, practice things that matter, and then share it. And I can't think of a better example than Chris Robinson. This guy has an amazing story. He's going to probably dive in and weave in and share some of that with you today because he is about as real as it gets when it comes to a speaker. But this guy has, uh, was one of, uh, climbed the corporate ladder and then decided that he really loved adding value to people. But see, here's the key is, he also understood that he had to import knowledge before he could export knowledge. He had to import value to himself before he could export that value. This guy went without a TV in his home for the better part of seven years. He was focused on growing personally, and that just helped him exponentially professionally. So this guy, uh, this guy Chris, used to live here in St. Louis. I believe, uh, I think it was this month or last month, moved to Orlando to take on a new role as the executive VP of the Entrepreneurial Solution Centers uh, for the John Maxwell team. Some of you might know, want to know what the John Maxwell team is. Well, there's about 24,000 certified John Maxwell team members around the world. And that is one of the premier leadership development think tanks that you're going to find. And Chris is an executive VP. And congratulations, Chris. I know I've told you many times, but uh, I'm so happy for you. But as we introduce him, this guy just loves adding value to other people. And you're gonna notice that, and I want you to just take some lessons from him. Grab a pen, take some notes, because as I introduce Mr. Chris Robinson, he's gonna be talking about the law of intentionality. And I don't know a more intentional guy, I don't know a more intentional guy than Mr. Chris Robinson. So Chris, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna turn it over to you to cover the law of intentionality because we know that growth doesn't just happen. So now we're gonna do that awkward technology component and I'm gonna take the slide deck down and I'm gonna have Dawn turn it over to, uh, to Mr. Chris Robinson. And in the meantime, what I would like to do while Dawn is working on that, what I would like to do is have each of you give a virtual standing ovation. So find the clap button or let's give him a clap and, uh, and let's welcome Mr. Chris Robinson. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Thank you so much, Mastermind St. Louis. It's an honor and privilege to be here with you today. And Brian, look, look, I love this. I love the adaptability of saying, you know what? Hey, they may have shut us down physically, but it's not going to keep us from not connecting. And I love the way that you have shifted gears here and said, hey, I want to create a shared learning experience so we can continue to create community, continue to add value to people, and continue to help people get better personally and professionally, man. So bravo, great job. I'm proud of you. I love what you're doing and I love to see it happen. You know, uh, everyone, uh, hey, Dan, good to see you as well there too. Uh, so many of you, uh, you guys are making me homesick. You guys are making me homesick. <laughs> <laughs> if I see some of you guys on here and uh, I'm excited to be back here with you guys. I was talking with Brian. I, I talk with Brian often. Uh, we probably at least maybe probably once a month or so, uh, if not more, we're in contact and we talk and, you know, he's a, what I consider a great friend. And, and um, he was saying, well, Chris, I'm, I'm going to be speaking and, and with the Acceleration Coaching Group, we're going to be going through the 15 laws of growth. He goes in, I think it was about a month and a half, we're going to be teaching on the 15 laws of growth. I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I said, can I come and teach on the 15 laws of growth? He says, well, of course. <laughs> he says, you can come teach on the 15 laws of growth. <laughs> I said, well, I'd love to come teach on the 15 laws of growth because it is absolutely one of my favorite books, not only to read, but to reference and to study. And this is a book. When John wrote this book, uh, I added it to the list of five books that I read every single year. This is one of those five, and I know I'm going to get the question, what are those five books, <laughs> okay? The five books are this, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. You got to get this book. This is a roadmap for personal growth and development, and it truly will help you grow. The second book is Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Again, I believe that was probably one of the baseline of personal growth and development. And so it's one that I reference back each and every single year. The third one is 21 Laws of Leadership. The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Read over, I don't know, over a thousand books and, you know, a lot of leadership books. And they all reference back to the 21 laws. I can go to any leadership book and then I can begin to say, well, that's the law of navigation. That's the law of priorities. That's the law of this. They all reference back there. But I read that one and teach that one every single year. Two smaller books that are just great reads that I read every year, 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn, 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn. And then, of course, uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. Those five books every single year are part of my reading strategy and a part of my reading list, but 15 Laws is one that's truly been transformational. And so um, I, when Brian said that he was going to be teaching this, I said, well, let me come in and teach the Law of Intentionality, the first law. You see, the Law of Intentionality says that growth doesn't just happen. Growth doesn't just happen. Guess what? By the end of this call, some of you may be better. Some of you may not be better by just simply sitting there. Some of you have out the notepad and pen and you are getting intentional about taking notes and going, hey, what's one thing that Chris is going to say today that I can utilize? Some people are sitting back with the phone on, arms back, going, well, I wish this Chris guy would hurry up and get on through this. <laughs> I want to get to the networking, right? <laughs> okay. But look, we don't automatically grow. And so growth doesn't just happen. We have to be intentional about it. And everything we do, if whatever area that you want to grow in, you have to be intentional about it. 
You have to be intentional about it. But when it comes to growth, there's what John calls the growth gap traps. The growth gap traps. And there's five of them that I'm going to talk about here today. And then I'm going to give you uh, a four ways to transition from intentional growth from you know unintentional growth to intentional growth. Let's go to number one, the first growth gap trap. The first growth gap trap is the assumption gap. The assumption gap. The assumption gap assumes that I will automatically grow. It assumes that I will automatically grow. What does that mean? If you just keep doing something, that you're going to just get better over time. It looks like this. Most people will come and tell me, well, Chris, I've got 10 years of sales experience, so I don't need much more sales training. I've got 10 years. Or they'll say, Chris, I've got 25 years of leadership experience. I don't really need to know much more about leadership. Well, look, what they're really saying is, is I've got about one to two years of experience that I've repeated 10 times, that I've repeated 24 times. You see, because for most people, once you got the rhythm, once you got the routine, you stop intentionally growing and thinking that growth was being automatic. Okay, it, that, that was being automatic. It does, you just don't get better by just going out there and just doing something. It doesn't get you any better. If I asked the question to each person online and said, hey, what have you intentionally done to get better on your specific job in the last 90 days? A lot of you cannot answer that question because you think if I just show up, if I go to work, that things are going to get better. Nothing's going to get better until you get better, but we have to take that time to make that intentional shift. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. The assumption gap assumes that we're going to automatically grow. The second gap that we have that we come across is the knowledge gap, which says that I don't know how to grow. I don't know how to grow. Well, now there's really no excuse for growth. There's really no excuse for growth. I'll give you the real simple formula. If you want to get better at anything, anything, you can pick it. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you want to get better at, you have to do three things in order to grow in it. You need knowledge. You need experience. You need coaching or mentoring. You need knowledge. You need experience. You need coaching or mentoring. Right, but this knowledge gap says that I don't know how to grow, and right now, knowledge is not any of your problems. Each and every single one of you have shown that you can navigate your way to a Zoom meeting, which means that you have access to Google. Now, the biggest problem isn't access to knowledge, which used to be the big separator. The access now that we is is filtering the information that we have access to, filtering the knowledge that we have access to. But the knowledge gap says that I don't know how to go. And I remember not knowing how to grow. I remember not knowing how to grow. You know, a problem or issue would come across my plate. And, you know, I would just, well, what do I do about that? Well, I don't know how to do that. Or I don't know how to fix that. Or I don't know anybody that does that. You just kind of accept that answer. Okay? That is not acceptable once you begin to learn how to grow by understanding, hey, I can start where I'm at right now. I can go and get some basic information, and then I can read. I can listen to some audios. I can get into a coaching program. And you know how to get better in any area that you want to. But the knowledge gap says, I don't know how to grow. You see, I remember you know, thinking that coaching programs were a scam. I remember thinking that, you know, these DVD home study courses were a scam. Thinking, no, those people aren't going to get my money. No, sir. <laughs> I remember passing up an opportunity 
to go to a three-day boot camp for speakers. Three-day boot camp for speakers for $997. I thought, $997? Absolutely not. There's no guarantees. This isn't traditional school. No, sir. Now, I missed the opportunity to train with one of the best speakers in the world, Mr. Les Brown, for just $997. Because I didn't understand or I didn't know how to grow. And once you begin to find out how to grow, now it's intentional about doing that. The third gap that we fall into is the timing gap. The timing gap. You know, saying right now is not the right time. It's not the right time. You've got an opportunity. You've got an idea. You could be in hot pursuit of something, your goal, your dream, your vision. But then you look around and say, well, there's a pandemic right now. Now's not the right time to do this. Now's not the right time to, uh, you know, reach out to people. Now's not the right time to make this offer because this is happening. And we can make these excuses of now not being the right time. I love the riddle inside the book that he shares with us. He says that there's five frogs that's sitting on a log. Four of them decide to jump off. How many are left? Five frogs are sitting on a log. Five, four of them decide to jump off. How many are left? It's five. Just because you decide that you want to jump doesn't mean that you're actually going to do anything about it. The question I have for you today is don't worry about the right time. The time is never going to be perfect. The time is now. The time is now saying, hey, what small step can I take in order to move in the direction of my goals, my dreams, my aspirations in order to get to where I want to go? I assume that every single person on this line here is wanting to go in a direction further than where you are right now. Otherwise, you wouldn't be on here. You wouldn't be on here looking for a shared learning experience if you said, hey, I don't want to be any better. Now, that's the great thing about this particular group is that we know that every single person on here is saying, hey, I want to be more, do more, and have more. So congratulations, you're in the room with the right people. But now we've got to get intentional together and move forward and not worry about the perfect timing. There's never a perfect timing. Okay. It's what can you do now to continue to move forward? The fourth growth gap trap is what's called the mistake gap, the mistake gap. And oh my goodness, this is one that holds so many people back, especially like my C personality types on the disc scale. You know, they want everything to be perfect before we get everything. We want it lined up. We want to know from A through Z, what is this opportunity going to look like for me? And they're afraid of making mistakes. Now, I believe this is the biggest mistake that people make on their path to where they want to go is because they think success is on the left-hand side failures on the right-hand side, and they're doing everything they can to stay away from that right-hand side. And they just want success. They just want success. But here's what you have to understand is that in order for you to get to success, failure is in front of you. Success is behind it. It's not success on the left, failure on the right. Failure is in front of you. Success is behind it. You see, it's okay to fail. Failing doesn't make you a failure. That means that it just didn't work. And so you have to get comfortable with not caring what your path to success looks like. I love the story of Tyler Perry, uh, the, the movie um, actor and playwright and producer and largest studio owner. I love the story. But what is the story? A story is a story of 
someone that didn't care what his path to success looked like. You see, a story is one of him being homeless inside of his car in hot pursuit of his dream. But some of us, we look at that failure of what we think people are going to say or what people are going to think, and we don't want to press through that failure. One of the best decisions that I made in my career was not caring what that path to success looked like. What that mean for me? That meant letting a house go to foreclosure when it was worth $120,000 less than what I owed on it. Letting the BMW go back to the dealership. Letting the Hummer go back to the dealership. Why? Because I could hold on to those things and allow for those things that I achieved when I was in my 20s become my pinnacle, or I could allow for them what I allowed for them to be was my stepping stone, not my pinnacle. If you always hold on to what you always hold on to, you're going to get to always hold on to what you have. There is more in store for you. But you can't be concerned with your path to success looks like, and this mistake gap holds a lot of people back. You know, one of the questions I ask my team each and every single week is, you know, hey, what was the best idea this week that you heard? What didn't work this week? What didn't work this week? You can't be on my leadership team, and you can't tell me that everything was perfect this week. If you didn't do anything wrong this week and nothing went sideways this week, you didn't do anything. We opened up registration for our international event uh, a, a week and a half ago. Myself and Mark Cole, the CEO of the company, are sitting inside, and then one of the employees, they run in, they say, the website has crashed, and they're going back and forth. Me and Mark look at each other, and we go, we gave each other a high five and said, yes, we're doing something. We broke something failures in front of us. We understand that. We celebrate failure. We celebrate that because we figured out that's a way for us to continue to grow. It didn't work. Guess what? Nobody died. The website crashed. Nobody died. If it didn't crash, if we didn't kill it, we weren't doing anything of significance. Don't worry about the mistakes. Don't worry or be concerned what the path to success looks like. The fifth gap is the perfection gap. The perfection gap, which says, I have to find the best way. I have to find the best way before I start. Okay. Again, this is, this is jump starting that, that last mistake gap. We're waiting on the perfect way. We're waiting on the perfect setup. We're waiting to have all the knowledge. We're waiting to have all the perfect circumstances. We're waiting for the finances to be right. We're waiting for the relationships to be right. We're waiting for our skill set to be right before we step out. We want everything to be perfect. And look, you're going to keep on waiting and waiting and waiting. One of the things with the John Maxwell team is that I, I love to talk about our habitual learners, our habitual learners. You know, they come on, they're on the call every single week, they're faithful, they read, they study, they listen to audios, they listen to videos, but the difference is they don't do. They'll get this certification, they'll go to that certification, they'll go back to school and get this master's. They're spending all this time learning, but not doing because they want everything to be perfect on paper. Well, if I have a master's degree, if I have a PhD, then they'll respect me. If I have these certifications, then they'll do this for me. I, 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 you're talking to a six-time college kickout, I guess I would call it, not a dropout, because, you know, dropout infers that, you know, I actually left on my own choice, okay? 
but they actually asked me to leave six times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, things don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be perfect. And so I, I love, I love getting people to go from procrastination to taking action inside the books. It talks about taking action and, and doing things now, but how do we make the transition from being intentional, getting over those growth gap traps, because we all become victim to one of these traps before, and you guys are going to get a chance to talk about that a little bit later. But how do we make this transition from being unintentional to intentional about our growth? The first thing that we can do is ask the big question now. What's the big question? What's the big question? I love this question right here. Not how long will this take, but how far can I go? Ask yourself this question. Not how long this will take, but how far can I go? Now, this is a big shift because this goes from being goal-oriented to growth-oriented. A goal-oriented person is going to say, how fast can I get there? How fast can I get there? A growth-oriented person says, how far can I go? Oh, when you get this, when you get this in your soul, though, this is not, not just head nods, but when you get this in your heart, there is a shift in your life that I will not be able to explain for you because you're no longer having this destination disease going, I've got to get to line, I've got to get to line. It's how far can I go? When I begin to shift to ask that question, man, I, I think about a question that was really phrased that way to me many, many years ago. You know, but up to the age 21, I was either going to be dead or in jail. Now, I was either going to be dead or in jail. Okay, that, that's where I was headed. I was a very heavy drinker, and, and I loved to drink and party, and that's what got me kicked out of school six times was, you know, I went to uh, Lindenwood there, and, you know, it, it was it separated boys and girls, and we had rules, and I got kicked out of college six times. First time for beer, second time for girls, second, third time for beer, fourth time for girls, fifth time for beer, sixth time for girls. <laughs> now, I know some of you guys are wondering, how in the world did he get kicked out six times? But the better question is, how did I get back in six times? I had an undeveloped skill set <laughs> of influence. <laughs> and, so, and so, but, but I remember prior to me quitting, I haven't had a single drop of alcohol and I want to say it's at almost at 19 years now, not a single drop, but it stemmed from this one question. I remember being in the St. Peter's Golf Course Clubhouse, the old one, not, not the new beautiful one that they have, the old one. I worked inside the pro shop, which is where I met my wife, Janae. She was one of the cart girls. And, you know, at that time we were dating and I was sitting here inside the clubhouse and I was drunk as can be on a normal night, but I had already had two DWIs at that point in time. And so here's where I was headed. I was sitting there and she asked me a question that I believe changed everything for me. And it was phrased around this, how far can you go question? Because she said, Chris, can you imagine what your life would be like without alcohol in it? Now, let me tell you guys, I, I was drunk. <laughs> I mean, there, there was no way I should have had clear vision. There is no way that I could have had clear vision, but I can remember that moment. And in that moment, I had a crystal clear glimpse of what life could be like without alcohol in it. Hadn't had a single drop of alcohol since that day. But what that was, was that was a question of how far can you go? 
How far can you go? When I joined the John Maxwell team and said that I wanted to be a coach, a speaker, a trainer, I didn't say, hey, I'm going to do this until January. And if this doesn't work by January, then I'm going to quit. No, I said that I'm going to dedicate my life to impacting people's lives. I'm going to dedicate my life to this. Can I do this for 40 years? Can I do this for 50 years? Can I do this for a lifetime? But that's, that's allowed for me to go from how fast can I become the next big keynote speaker to how far can I go? When I look at John Maxwell and I see him going from big stage to big stage and, and I go back and I really look at when John wrote, writes, I wrote my first book in 1978. I was born a year after that. <laughs> and I go, there, there's, there's no way that I should be comparing where I'm at now is can I go 40 years of doing this? Can I go 50 years of doing this? I can't look at a John Maxwell results and go, well, how fast can I get there? And yes, there are people that have very fast success and they get to the heights of things, but oftentimes they don't have the character to sustain it. And we got plenty of examples of that right now going on inside the personal growth and development industry. Fast success. But if it's built fast, it typically doesn't last because the foundation's not there. I want to be deep. I want to ask that big question, how far can I go? How deep can my foundation be? Where could do where you want to go in life? What direction do you want to go? What's the furthest that you could imagine going? You see, this morning, as as uh, as, as Brian knows, I fell in love with the game of pickleball. If you guys don't know what pickleball is, Google that. It's the greatest game on the planet that's ever been invented. <laughs> I love pickleball. And guess what? This, this is crazy. I, I, I want to play at a professional level. <laughs> There's pro pickleball. What was I doing this morning at 7 a.m.? I'm training with the professional pickleball player going, how far can I go? I paid this morning for coaching with the professional pickleball player to get better. Why? Because I'm asking the question, how far can I go? Because I see some potential. Whatever area you want to grow in, you need knowledge, you need experience, you need coaching. How do you make the transition to being intentional? It's taking action. Number two, it's do it now. Do it now. Do it now. You see, W. Clement Stone, years ago, he would say that every single morning that he would wake up, he would stand up out of his bed in order to beat procrastination. What he would do is wake up every single morning, step first foot out of that bed, and say 50 times, do it now, 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 do it now. 50 times, 50 times. He would say that every single morning to beat procrastination because what I want to tell you is that procrastination is the thief of your dreams. It's about taking action. Don't get caught up in the word later. Later is a dream killer. And it's one of those obstacles that we put up to derail our chances of success. When should you read that book? Now. When should you make that phone call? Now. When should you make that connection? Now. Not waiting. You've got that list of cards, that stack of cards behind you, and you're going, well, I'm going to make some calls today to make some relations today. And you, you look at them. You organize them. You move them. You alphabetize them. You put them in a nice binder. You're doing everything except for doing what you need to do. Do it now. 
do it now. Make the calls, make the impact, make the difference. We have to stop procrastination. The third thing we need to do if we want to overgo to intentional growth is we have to face the fear factors. We have to face the fear factors. There's five fears that we deal with. I've talked briefly about one of them. The first one is the fear of failure. The fear of failure. We all have that. We, we all have that. We want to look good. We want to feel good. We want to, we want to be that ideal picture of success. But look, I, I tell you guys, look, I want to be the ideal picture of, of failure and overcoming. Look, I, I want both. I want to have that image of success, but I want you to understand that there's been a lot of failure, a lot of failure in order to get to where I am. We have to face that fear of failure. Number two, we have to face the fear of trading security for the unknown. We have to face the fear of trading security for the unknown. Now we've just experienced that here as we've made this move to Florida. It's a whole lot different than Lake St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> things are different. You know, things are uh, were secure. We were in a cozy, comfortable place. We had a great neighborhood. We were, things were easy. I can navigate around St. Louis and, but, but there was more, there was something here for me, more in my calling here for me, greater proximity for me. But I could have got caught up and they gave me the option. I could have stayed in St. Louis. I could have stayed there. But the only driving force that would keep me back is that fear of the unknown. Now, I moved a whole tribe here. I moved, you know, six kids plus my wife. And so it's a, it's a big deal. I've had concerns of now they've got to go to different schools and this. And there was a lot of unknown. But what I do know, what I do know is that my calling's bigger than my fear of the unknown. In order for me to grow and to step into who I've become, it was getting out of that comfort zone and stepping out into this brand new place. The third fear that we have is the fear of being overextended financially. Look, I, I get it, but look, I, I've been a person that have spent that last dime, that last dime to bet on myself in order to grow. You know, a couple of years after joining the John Maxwell team, I had the opportunity. I had a large client that would accounted for about 80% of my business. I was $180,000 in debt, trying to pay down debt and was able to get a lot of that knocked down. So I was doing a whole lot of paying off of debt and not a lot of savings at all. In fact, I wasn't saving at all. I was just paying off debt. And I remember one day on this planet when I had lost that client, which was 80% of my income and I was doing well with them, but I wasn't saving. I sat down and on that day, I had $12 on this planet. Now, <laughs> on the planet, $12. And at that time, I, I, I'm going, I've, I've got three kids at the time and um, I've, I've got a choice here, I've got a choice. I can either go do what I need to go do, you know, be responsible, you know, <laughs> you know, go out and just do something, or I could choose to get better. I sat there inside the driveway that entire day, and I read that entire day because I decided, hey, I'm going to do, I can go work the next 40 hours, you know, at a minimum wage someplace just to get by and, you know, so I can still do my thing as a coach, speaker, and trainer, or I can spend the next 40 hours 
trying to get to a level to make that amount of money in one hour. You know what I did is I, I, on that day I had $12. I sat in the driveway, I read all day. You know, uh, some check came in, in in the next few days and what did I do with that money? I bought more books. I bought more books. I continued to invest in myself because the best thing that you can do, even when things may be tight, the best investment that you can make is on yourself. The fourth fear that we have will fear of what others will say or think. Fear of what others will say or think. Look, it does not matter what others say or think. You've got to stop caring what your path to success looks like. The number five, fear of success. Fear of success. The fear of success is just as real as the fear of failure. The fear of success is just as real as the fear of failure. But look, my time has come to a close here and I've got to get it wrapped up. Our fourth way is if you want to change from being accidental growth and going to intentional growth, um, you, you have to make, number one, ask the big question now, how far can you go? Number two, do it now. Stop procrastinating. Number three, face the fear factors. Guys, I'm out of time. I want to respect what you guys have going here to roll into next. I could go for the next hour. <laughs> but guys, Mastermind St. Louis, I love you. It's been an honor and privilege to be back here with you guys today. And I hope that you guys enjoy the 15 laws of growth in the Accelerate Coaching Mastermind. You guys are going to love it. Thanks a lot, Brian, for having me. <laughs> uh well, Chris, I want to just tell you, yeah, by the way, I see some, if you, by the way, if we're, you know what it's like, if we were live, we either clap or we don't. So we've got some virtual class, we got some real claps, but uh, let's do that virtual standing ovation. So Dan, nice work, Dan. Hey, uh, so Chris, uh, by the way, some people, um, we may, uh, I think what we're going to do, Don, we may pivot here just a bit. I've had some folks messaging me about time with Chris. Um, here's what I want to, Chris, how much time do you have left? Can you come back after, when do you have to jump off? So, uh, probably around, was it 11.40 now? So probably like 15 after. Got it. Okay. Then let's, uh, let's do this. Um, do you have time for just a, a couple of questions? Let's do that. All right. Um, Caroline, I think you messaged me and um, yes, we're going to pivot just for you, Caroline, because that's what we do. We pivot. So, uh, Caroline, why don't you unmute yourself? And I think you had a question for Chris. Yeah, thanks so much. That's really awesome. Um, appreciate that you're willing to do that. Um, I'm really just curious, Chris. Um, you've had some really great advice, and um, it's really cool to to listen to you and, and all these things. And I'm just wondering if you um, have um, before uh, had people ask you about um, – uh, it's really easy to, to, to say these mantras and to, to, to keep them at the top of your mind and think every day that these are things that you want to aspire to. But um, what do you say to people who have been through certain struggles in their life and, and, and how do you um, recognize those struggles specifically with those people um, and validate those, um, but still help them kind of move forward with all of this? Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great, great question. You know, um, I, and I look at it this way. Because oftentimes those struggles happen, those things happen, uh, but it's it's how long do we hold on to those things? Because look, you, you've you're still alive, and you can still move forward. So I, I think about one of the best phrases that I that I've heard. Uh, I was actually uh, a pastor who said he says, "Hey, did you 
have a bad day or did you have a bad five minutes <laughs> that, that you held on to all day long? And so when we've gone through struggles, we've got to ask ourselves, how long have I held on to that struggle or that limiting belief? And how long am I going to allow for that situation to hold me back from who I'm supposed to become? And so, yes, I know some of those, some of the issues are real. It could be that, you know, it could be financial. It could be, you know, um, uh, just uh, mental abuse, spousal abuse. I mean, it could be all different types of things that are very real. But what's very real also is a bright future for you if you can see it that way. So yes, the mantras are great, but it really is letting go of that limiting belief that your future, you know, that your, your best days are not ahead of you. You know, your best days are ahead of you. I firmly believe that for every single person on here, if you can make that pivot and make that shift and believe that, hey, my best days are, are ahead of me. You know, the bad is behind. Hey, today turns out to be a bad day. Great. My best days are ahead of me, but every day resetting that. And as I said, you can't just have it here in the head. It's got to be in the, here in the heart. So that means that you have to habitually, habitually make sure that you're putting this into yourself. You do that by what you're listening to, what you're thinking about, what you're reading, so that every single day you're ingraining and reshaping and reprogramming your mind to go in the direction that you want to go. So those struggles are real, but your future is bright and it's real as well. That's good, Chris. You know, Caroline, I would say this, uh, if you take a look at a butterfly, um, studies have been done on butterflies and um, they have to come out of their shell. Um, and I'm, by the way, I'm not, a, I'm not a biologist, so somebody can correct me, but when they go through that process of coming out from going from a caterpillar and working their way out of that crystallis, I believe it is, um, they've taken some out and just set them on a branch and they die because they didn't go through the struggle. Their wings weren't strong enough for them to fly. So the point is the struggle that the butterfly goes through to become a butterfly is what allows it to fly. So I would just say that the struggles are real, but they're what are going to let you fly at some point. So, um, but thank you for sharing that. So Chris, uh, by the way, what we got time for one more question for, for Mr. Robinson, and then we're going to get, uh, we're going to move over to uh, our breakout rooms pretty quickly. Yeah. Anybody else? Let's get to the breakout room. All right. Good stuff. Caroline, thank you for your question. And uh, so thank you for guys for allowing us to pivot. So thanks so much for taking it. Really appreciate it. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you for being here. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmccray.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.